Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Wiki Shuffle, the show where we shuffle Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. I keep using that tagline, it's not, <laughs> it's not great, is it? We shuffle Wikipedia so you don't have to. There yeah. Uh, my name's Jack. And I'm Phil. And I'm Chris. I don't like that. No, it's difficult. Not do it that way. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Jack, and I'm joined by Phil and Chris. Hello. Hello. So, I'm sure you know the drill by now. We click the random article number. We click the random article um, button on Wikipedia, and we talk about whatever it throws up. So, why not let let's just get on with it? Okay, shall we? Let's, let's, let's wiki shuffle. That's what I'm going for now. <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> let's shuffle. Do the shuffle. So, do the wiki shuffle. No, let's That's do the better. wiki shuffle. I can't even get it. Uh, oh. <laughs> sort of host art. Okay, okay. Here we go. What is it going to throw up this week? Who knows? Who so, knows? <laughs> apart, from, apart from me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the 1950 to 1951 United States network television schedule on a weekday. Ooh, exciting. Wow, somebody's gone to a lot of effort to put this information onto That's what I thought. It's nuts. Someone has copied this from their TV guides. I mean, you know, have a word with yourself. (laughs) I'm really jealous because I would love that job. Oh, if it was a job, sure. It's not a job, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a job. We're, we're paying whoever did this with our gratitude. Uh-huh. Um, and so this is what was showing on network TV in the United States in 1950 to 51. Um, and all of the shows are broken down into talk shows, reruns of primetime programming, game shows, soap operas, news programs and everything else. Um, so That's depressing in itself, isn't it? Reruns, local programming, talk shows, game shows, soap operas. Indeed. So That's all we can do. There, there were four stations in 1950 to 51. Uh, mm. ABC, the American Broadcasting Corporation. I want to say company. Yeah, it's probably company, isn't it? CBS. I don't know what CBS stands Community for. Community Broadcasting. Community Broadcasting Service. Columbia Broadcasting System. 
Okay. Okay, um, I'm just wrong. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's just let's don't even research it. Let's just guess them. <laughs> NBC. NBC. Do you want to guess at NBC? Um, the Peacock. Hang on. No, I've got nothing. <laughs> I can't Nashi- loop. Uh, no, I can't either. Oh, you you were you were nearly there. The National Broadcasting Company. No, that's that's um, very inventive. Obvious. And the fourth is DMN, uh, which is Dumont Television Network. Oh, okay. Um, so are you, are you going to run through them from like ABC and then? Well, let's let's have a look. So it's, it's a bit higgledy piggledy. This this um higgledy piggledy. Yeah, I'm going with that. There's some there's some gold on here that I would really like to know what these programs were. Um, so fall 1950 for our English listeners, that's autumn 1950. <laughs> um, <laughs> on ABC, uh, um, program would start at five o'clock with Mr. Magic and JJ. Ooh. There's no page link to that. So Mr. We don't... Magic. Mr. Magic and JJ, um, which was replaced by Louie and Louie. Um, and they'd get like, just 15 minutes to do their, their bits, whatever that that's may have need. been. That's all, and then, that's all Mr. Magic needs, 15 minutes. And then at 5.15, oh. we'll have Paddy the Pelican <laughs> and racist, Space Patrol. Paddy the Pelican, that has got a link, so I can learn a little bit more. Yeah, of The Adventures of Paddy the Pelican. Um, which is a cartoon pelican, it would appear. Um, Apparently, it is exceedingly rare, but he has gained some fame for appearing on Jerry Beck's worst cartoons ever. Really? (laughs) Sorry, Phil, I've just taken over here. Uh, The show is notable... I'm going to continue. The show is notable and infamous for its shoddy pencil sketch artwork, reused animation, rambling and apparently improvised voiceovers. (laughs) Muffly and poorly synchronised soundtrack and general low-budget problems. So, are we the spiritual successor? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you get three Paddy the Pelicans for the price of one here. The only music is a few chords played by an organ. And the title card is accompanied by a man making noises, apparently intended to sound like a pelican squawk. I have to watch this. So kids had to tune into this, oh. and they would see some hand-drawn pelicans, yeah. and a man would just squawk at them. Hi there, boys and girls. Paddy Thomas Pelican is paying a neighborly visit to Kenny Crow, a thrifty old bird friend. So let's join them. Soon enough to buy a cornfield, Paddy. Yes, I will. Holy doodle, Kenny. It isn't safe here. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you should take this to the bank. Oh, don't worry, Paddy. I have a wonderful hiding place for the bank. Nobody would ever find it in this thick with sliding paddles. See, if I hadn't shown it to you. You'd never, you'd never know where to find it. And one of the minutes. one of the episodes uh, was entitled Two Wet Bears." <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'd love it. I'd love it if this was actually a really dark, like sort of nasty drama about a pelican. Okay, well let's listen to the synopsis for Two Wet Bears because it is fairly dark. <laughs> Amos and Buster are swimming in the ocean when they discover an abandoned boat. A oh, thunder. No. <laughs> A thunderstorm comes and wrecks the boat on the island where the boat's owner, Beachcomber Bill, threatens to eat the two bears for wrecking his boat. A passing paddy assists the two bears in getting off the island and out of danger. Amos, it's too late for me. (laughs) 
Barnacle Bill is going to kill us. Beachcomber Bill. Sorry. Save yourself. How, how does a pelican manage to get two bears out of trouble? How does that work? Hides it in that flappy mouth thing that it's yeah. got. Yeah, just quick, quick lads, jump in. in. Jump in. <laughs> What's his name? What's the pelican's name? Paddy. Paddy. <laughs> I'd love it if he had an Irish accent. <laughs> if um if I can find any of the theme tunes to these or a little bit of dialogue, I will I'll stick them into the podcast. So Which... just a little treat. Wow, that sounds amazing. Amos! No, no Amos. No. <laughs> it's too late for him. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that is dark. That sounds amazing. It does sound good though. It sounds really I dramatic. Knew, I knew when I saw this um this Wikipedia article, I thought there's going to be some great stuff on here because oh, the 1950s. Yeah. I mean, you had all those public information stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're always really fun to watch. So Great stuff like Space Patrol. Space Patrol. Space Patrol. Space Patrol is a science fiction, is a science fiction adventure. I love the idea that it sorry. might still be going somewhere. I'm sorry, but we have to go back to Paddy Pelican <laughs> because I've just read another synopsis and it's sensational. Uh, piggy bank robbery. <laughs> Pad- Paddy is observing Kenny Crow's odd banking habits. <laughs> I'm hoping that Kenny Crow is not a grotesque racial exaggeration like they are in Almost um, certainly. In Dumbo. Uh, Kenny Hutt it is 1950s America, so very probably. Kenny hides his savings in a piggy bank that is stashed in a secret panel of his house. Very Walter White. Uh, but nasty Freddy Fox discovers the hiding place and conspires to steal the money while framing Paddy for the crime. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Paddy's going to get out of this fine, don't worry. Freddy plants pelican-shaped muddy footprints across Kenny's floor. And <laughs> this is Ke- sorry, Kenny Crow, who is uh, in the bank or owns the bank. It doesn't really make sense. Anyway, Freddy plants pelican-shaped muddy footprints across Kenny's floor. Surely... Paddy's going to get out of this. Yeah, you, you know, think so. There's pelican-shaped floor um, bits on the floor, but yeah. obviously it's cartoon. He's going to get out of it. Yeah, Paddy knows. Well, the last line of this, um, of this synops- synopsis... Executed. <laughs> Not quite. Kenny reacts to the theft by throwing a brick at, Pad- <laughs> at Paddy. Run <laughs> the end credits. <laughs> the end, Paddy gets framed for a crime that he didn't commit, and then he gets a brick thrown in his face. That's it. That's the end. Just that's oh man. That's like a great episode of the Bill. Yeah. <laughs> then that's the start of an episode of Casualty, and it, <laughs> it goes through Kenny's awful. Oh, sorry, Paddy's. Oh man, I just can't believe that. Well, I need have, to see this. Cartoon. We have to look this up. Yeah. Trouble is perfect. <laughs> I hope I get a good night's sleep tonight. I'm too worried about all that money in Kenny Crow's house. Oh! Oh my god! That brick just missed me! I wonder who threw it! I wonder who threw it! Ah! I did! And I'll make more than that before I'm through with you, Patty! I thought I could trust you! I'm gonna get the police to put you in jail! Ah, look here, Kenny! I don't know anything about what you're talking about! I haven't done anything to you! I swear I haven't done anything! Do you mean to tell me you have the nerve to stand there and say that you didn't take my piggy bank? I'm telling you, I'm telling you that you took my piggy bank. Well, hi, Patty. Say, I've been uh, wondering. I saw that bulge in your uh, beak when you were leaving this house before. I didn't have any fun on my beak. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about, Kenny Crow. I don't know. So, you did take it, see? We caught you red-handed. Um, the, the producer of this also 
produced a television show, and this is creepy as fuck. They produced a show for kids called Uncle Mistletoe. (laughs) (laughs) Which is... That's like a line that Jimmy Savile would have used when he was visiting the hospitals at Christmas. Uncle Mistletoe. Come see Uncle Mistletoe. Uncle Mistletoe. Oh, man. You know my mate, Patty This this is... is I've turned into Ray Winston. (laughs) Yeah. This is Danny Dyer, not um, Jimmy Savile. Oh, wow. Oh, there's, there's lots more gold in here. Um... So let's see what else we can find from the schedules um, in 1950. Um, the first hundred years. What was the first hundred years? The first hundred years is the first ongoing TV soap opera in the United States that began as a daytime serial airing on CBS from December the 4th, 1950 until June 27th, 1952. <laughs> Hundred Years, prize-winning drama written by Gene Holloway and brought to you by Tide, T-I-D-E, Tide, the wash day miracle that gives you the cleanest clothes in town. The drama involved two couples who were next-door neighbours. The series did not succeed due to very low viewership, as few American households had television sets. And fewer, st- <laughs> <laughs> and fewer still watched during the afternoon. That's not a reason for cancelling a show. Like, <laughs> we're going to make something for something that people don't have many of. And then when no one watches it, we're going to yeah, take it blame away. Blame them. Like, the series was replaced with the television version of Guiding Light, which would prove much more successful, airing for 57 years. Because more people had tallies then. That's it. We, we don't get to know anything more about the first hundred years, although there is a link to the IMDb site. Let's see if we can learn anything more. No. <laughs> it's no Paddy the Pelican, is it? <laughs> no one watched it. He got a brick thrown at his face. <laughs> and that's how it ended. I, uh, yeah, he we... saved those bears, and that's what he <laughs> it's, it's, it's I'm going to have to look this up. That sounded quite dramatic. I'm hoping that was the last episode ever as well. <laughs> it just that's ends. just how it went out. just ends with Paddy the Pelican. Paddy's jaw <laughs> completely <laughs> detached just from his face. <laughs> camera zooms out. End. Oh, Finn. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. On CBS, there was a double bill of Look Your Best. Don't know what that was. (laughs) Followed by Meet Your Cover Girl. (laughs) I can only imagine what that might have been because there's no information here. Look Your Best. Yeah. Um, The Gabby Hayes Show on NBC. Um... The Gabby Hayes Show is a general-purpose Western television series in which the film star and Roy Rogers' confidant, George Gabby Hayes, narrated each episode, showed clips from old Westerns, or told tall tales for a primarily children's audience. The first Hayes programme ran on NBC at 5.15 for 15 minutes, three times a week. Is a Western. The show was sponsored by Quaker Oats puffed cereals, which were shot from guns, as was common at the time. (laughs) No, (laughs) was common at the time. I've I've put the punctuation in the wrong place. There there, there was a full stop. (laughs) 
as was common at the time, the host delivered the commercial. That makes oh, a lot that makes more, more sense, sense. Do you want than some... it was common to shoot sugar puffs at people. Do you, <laughs> Do you want some puffed wheat for breakfast, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> Open your mouth, motherfucker. (laughs) This often included Hayes firing a small cannon loaded with the cereal at the camera while warning the viewers to watch out for your televisionary sets. (laughs) Jesus. What's wrong? What's happened in the 50s? It ran for a long time, from 1950 to 1956. That's not a long time. That's a pretty long time. For the, the, the Gabby whatever, whatever it was show, I think that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's innings. true. That's true. <laughs> My favourite um, on there, and there's it's a red link. I there's there's no Wikipedia article for it. Uh, my my favourite one is the Chuck Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea what that could have been, but I'm pretty sure it was great. Lucky pup as well. <laughs> oh dear. Howdy doody. Oh, Phil, you have to you have to click Howdy doody. Let's see what that's about. I'm uh, I'm familiar with Howdy doody. I've heard of that. Yeah, it was a puppet thing. Howdy doody is an American children's television program with circus and western <gasps> frontier themes that was created and produced by E. Roger Muir and tele- and telecast on the NBC network in the United States from December 1947 until September 1960. 13-year run. Just, it was a pioneer in children's television programming and set the pattern for many similar shows. I just looked at the picture on the Wikipedia article. Um, listeners, if you are near a computer or a phone, howdy doody, it is the most nightmarish doll or puppet I've ever seen. It just looks exactly like the type of thing that would creep into your bedroom at night Jesus and kill you. Christ. Yeah, there's, there's one here. Phineas T. Bluster was another um, puppet that appeared. Terrifying. Oh god, they're all so hideous. <laughs> I can't even look at these. That's... Oh, why? Why was this for kids? <laughs> Other puppet characters included Heidi Doody, who was Howdy's sister. Of course. <laughs> Mayor Phineas T. Bluster. Dilly Dally. Inspector John J. Fadoozy. <laughs> no, America's no, for, number for, one private eye. Fadoozle. <laughs> Fadoozle, <laughs> I that, apologize. That sounds like something you'd... you'd... <laughs> You'd get on your uh, nether regions. And in, then, in what's, what's the next one? Sandra the Witch. Sandra the Witch. <laughs> not, mess- not messing about there. Captain Windy Scuttlebutt. Of course. <laughs> and the Curious Flubberdub, which was a combination of eight animals a duck's bill, a cat's whiskers, a spaniel's ears, a giraffe's neck, a dachshund's body, a seal's flippers, a pig's tail, and an elephant's memory. <laughs> what's that? What? An elephant's memory. <laughs> and a dog's bollocks. <laughs> What's that um, uh, Alien Resurrection where <laughs> kill me? <laughs> yeah, that was based on Flubberdub. Yeah, I like how they're all fantastical except Sandra, who's just a fucking witch. <laughs> She's a witch. Oh, they have animal puppets as well. Um, one of which is called Mambo the Elephant, which just, <laughs> oh, just... you can you can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> oh, elephant's oh, memory. Elephant's memory. Like the longevity of the memory, or just one specific elephant you've stolen the memory of. <laughs> it's like a really high concept science fiction. Thing. <laughs> I've got all these memories. <laughs> Sandra! <laughs> Sandra! <laughs> Sandra is me, don't you believe me? <laughs> <laughs> 
I see a picture of Flubberdub? Just got a sentence I expected here. You're just being a baff. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> now we're back on to Tub Girl, who we mentioned in episode one. Just <laughs> Sandra stroking its mane. Oh, God. Oh, God. Please let's move on from Audi Doody. I can't take any more Audi Doody. <laughs> Nightmarish vision of the future. Ah, oh, 1950s. It was a wonderful time to be alive as long as you were a white man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, to be fair 2015 a great time to be alive <laughs> as, long as long as you're, you're a, a white man, man. yes <laughs> oh, oh, CBS at 4.30 in the summer of 1951 the world is yours no the world in yours was the world's first colour television series making its debut in June 1951 on several stations of the CBS network in the United States. The half-hour daytime programme was hosted by in New, from New York by naturalist and author Ivan T. Sanderson and was broadcast Monday through Friday. Mr. Sanderson's assistant was Patty Painter, Patricia Stinnett, a model and CBS employee who had posed for on-camera tests of CBS's colour television system since 1946. The producer-director for the show was... Aren't they boring? The World Is Yours, like other CBS colour programs 1951, was broadcast by the CBS field sequential colour system that was incompatible with existing black and white television sets on which no <laughs> picture would be visible. <laughs> Only a small number of prototype colour television sets exist on which the programme could be seen. Um, so for half an hour every day, the majority of people's televisions would just be nothing. Oh the world God. is yours. They give you no. Unless... <laughs> yeah. They give you no indication of what the content of the world is yours actually was. Um, hosted well, by. Well, for most people, there was no content. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody knew. It was just a big hoax. <laughs> what a shitty time to be alive. <laughs> imagine, imagine you've got a te- you've got a telly. It's a black and white telly, and you open your TV guide and. The world is yours. It's coming on at quarter past five. This is and what just, no, no. This, this is what our grandparents. <laughs> the world had is not with. yours. Oh man, my grandparents watched this shit. They had no central heating. Oh, just no. <laughs> just this horrible imagine? animal creation <laughs> and a witch, <laughs> fucking witch called Sandra. <laughs> um, Phil, I've just spotted one called. Um, okay, mother, <laughs> and it looks unreal. I think I think this, this typifies the 1950s more than anything. I think it, it's okay, comma mother. Mm. Okay, mother. mother. <laughs> okay, mother is an American daytime variety game show hosted by Dennis James, which originally aired on WABD in New York City. After receiving good ratings and largely positive reviews. The show was moved to the DeMont Television Network from the summer of 1949. The premise, the show was a tribute to mothers, featuring a mix yeah. of interviews, <laughs> game show segments and viewer letters. Can I just, um, if, if you're familiar with certain CD corners of the internet, the word tribute. <laughs> um, I mean, I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. A tribute to mothers, probably. <laughs> 
James often addressed the TV audience as mother, a practice he had begun when discussing the finer points of wrestling during his sports broadcasts. What? (laughs) By addressing the TV audience this way, James avoided insulting sports fans at home or elsewhere about their knowledge of sports. What? What? Creeping them out. Only one episode survives and is available on the Internet Archive. Um, the rest features Judith Doniger Lipsy mentioning her upcoming New York City recital on October the 12th. A contemporary New York Art- Times article dates her appearance on OK Mother to July 18th, 1950. OK Jesus Mother. Christ. So only one survives. <laughs> OK Mother. Yeah. That sounds like one of those um, stories you hear about like ghosts and stuff where... There's no, there's no copies left. They all burned in yeah. the fire. <laughs> it is, it's really strange to think that all of this stuff, all of these hours and hours of broadcasting that we're talking about here, just don't exist anymore. That, Such that's a shame, like... isn't it? <laughs> because I would love the, the box set of OK Mother to get through. <laughs> and Get that on Netflix right now. Straight after that, I'd like to watch Two Sleepy People on CBS. Oh, would you? Is that a show or is that just a, de- a desire of yours? <laughs> a webcam. No idea. Two sleepy people. Hmm. What a nightmarish vision the 1950s American television was. This was like their... I mean, okay. For comparison's sake, this is daytime TV. We now have Jeremy Kyle. Well, we, the things we have now, bargain hunt. The amount of things about bargains and antiques. Yeah. It's, it's fine. You, you can see that. But if you were stuck at home from work, say you were sick, and you had to sit through a double bill of Paddy the Pelican, I, I, I might hang myself. I don't I think, think I, I think he I'd probably did after it. his face yeah. ruined. to cash in the attic, I think I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that, thinking about Paddy the Pelican, it did sound quite gritty. No, I, 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 yeah, I think I'd kill myself as well. It wouldn't just be cash in the attic that they'd find. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Susan? Okay, I'm on Miss Susan. <laughs> the show stars Susan Peters. Peters played Susan Martin, a paralysed attorney who moved back to her hometown of Martinsville, Ohio, to practice law. Soon after Susan returned to town, she had to decide whether or not the family housekeeper, Laura, was an art thief. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it's an errand. (laughs) To-do list. (laughs) When not dealing with these matters, Susan agonised over marrying Bill Carter, who wanted lots of kids, but Susan did not know if she could ever have children. Is this the... um... Susan the Witch spin-off. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, it was Sandra. So. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. okay. Shit. Uh, a paralysed attorney. Like, yeah. A prototype and a female, a female lead as well. Um, Actually, yeah. I mean, that's fairly progressive for the times, yeah. isn't it? Well, I don't know if it is, to be honest, because we, we clearly had no idea that the, um, most of these shows existed, so maybe there are a few. Wow, I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh, it's just one hell of a ride. I think we we may have um, come to the end of our trip to the 1950s. Mm. I'm quite happy to leave the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, I never want to go there. No, although I will be looking up some of these programs on YouTube. I have to say, I was expecting to see something a little bit more explicitly racist than we've witnessed. Mm. Um, though, 
And we Although do... I do think that crow. <laughs> yeah. In whatever we have it was, our was suspicions, probably, yeah. but still. Yeah. Oh, and the, um, the elephant called Mambo as well, which just seems very yes. lazy. Um, but... Someone stole his memories. <laughs> <laughs> but I was fully expecting to see the KKK hour in there somewhere. <laughs> um... Okay, and that concludes our tour through the 1950s, early 1950s American daytime TV schedule. Um, I've been Jack. Thank you to Chris and Phil for joining me. Thank you. I feel like we've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. A a lot of um, frightening things. (laughs) (laughs) So if you would like to get in touch, you can email us at podcast at wikishuffle.co.uk. Email us any recommendations for articles you may have. Um, They are always fun. You can tweet us at wikishuffle. And you can find us on Facebook as well, but do that yourself. Um, And that's it for another week. There we have it. See you again next week. Bye. Where Bye. we shuffle again. <laughs> Do the wiki shuffle. Maybe, maybe I like too it. much. No, no, I think it's I like too it. much. I like I, I, I've, I've had enough of doing the wiki shuffle. Mm, get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.